Hello again, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Rare Infrastructure's latest podcast. Today is Monday, the 20th of April, 2020. All numbers in this podcast are as at close of markets last Friday. My name's Matt Bushby, Head of Global Distribution at Rare Infrastructure, and with me is Nick Langley, Co-Founder and Senior Portfolio Manager. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Pleasure to be here. Nick, over the last fortnight, we've seen markets significantly higher as discussion moved from the shutdowns and support programs that governments were putting in place to kind of the timing and, and re-extent of uh, reopening economies. Big question, have we seen the bottom of markets? <laughs> and, that's, and that's the key question that pretty much everybody is asking themselves. Personally, I don't think so. To be clear, though, the bottom that we had in March was very much a liquidity-driven sell-off a lot of deleveraging of, of hedge funds and other investors and so on. And a lot of people simply got caught short on, on liquidity. What we've seen is a very strong bear market rally still in, in our view. And that's been very much focused from a market perspective on essentially recovering that liquidity-driven sell-off, but then focused on, on the path of the COVID-19 disease around the world. Our view is the next phase that we move into probably fairly shortly, is the market starting to refocus on the path out of, uh, of this and in doing so, recognising the economic damage that's occurred from um, shutdowns that, uh, you know, from, from around the world. And when you think about it, you know, take the US as an example, a lot's been made of the, the 22 million you know, initial jobless claims in our view, that's not the number to focus on. The number to focus on is is the continuing claims, which is about two thirds of that. So, you know, one third of, of people that have lost their jobs have been furloughed by the uh, by their employers, meaning employers expect to to hire them back. Two thirds are real job losses, and that is huge, and that is going to take a long time to come back from. So, that's something that we think will drag the markets lower in the coming months. Over the last. Two weeks, especially, or really a month to date, I guess we're talking about since the end of quarter. You know, have we seen the various infrastructure sectors perform vis-a-vis you know global equities and, and other indices? Yeah, interesting. Infrastructure got dragged down with the market in in March, and as I say, it was a liquidity-driven sell-off. Infrastructure was a defensive portion of a lot of hedge fund portfolios and so on. So, you know, got sold to cover deleveraging margin calls and other and other things. What we've seen is a very sharp recovery in a number of the infrastructure sectors. Uh, and, you know, we're talking markets up maybe 30%, 20 to 30%, depending on which market you're looking at. Most of our infrastructure stocks are up, you know, close to 40% from their lows. And what we've seen is a market that is starting to differentiate between companies that have stable and predictable cash flows going forward and those where there is significant risk around you know earnings cash flows or, or liquidity so generally you know utilities very well positioned particularly the higher quality ones with long dated assets stable cash flows good dividends not at risk some of the infrastructure sectors, you know, airports, some of the rail names, um, some of the toll roads where there is some uncertainty about how long their revenue is going to be disrupted. You know, those names are, are still looking pretty risky in markets. Thanks, Nick. Back to the question of, you know, opening up economies. How do we really see this playing out? We're not assuming a V-shaped recovery, are we? No, we're not. You know, it's it's our sense that uh, the the process of opening up economies is going to be quite drawn out 
our sense is that governments will be cautious, they will move slowly to reduce the the constraints and the restraints on on the economy you know we've we've heard fauci in the us talking saying it's not like switching switching on a light switch it's going to take a fair amount of time and and as a result that economic recovery is going to take quite some time to come back and so you know with an investor hat on you really need to be looking through to saying uh, for each of the underlying positions in my f- portfolio, how confident am I in the cash flow and the earnings and the dividends going forward? And how sensitive is that cash flow profile to an economy that comes back in a, in a staged way? Well, in that context, Nick, what would you say to current or prospective investors about the role of infrastructure within their overall portfolio? Listen, I think it's important to, particularly at, at this stage, continue to have exposure to uh, to listed markets question of how you get that exposure and uh, it's our view at rare that you know infrastructure is an ideal exposure here because uh, whilst we're still in this uh, fairly defensively oriented phase we are heavily tilted towards utilities and the portfolio high cash flow generation transparent earnings predictable earnings over over multi-year period and predictable dividends they will hold up extremely well if we can see continued volatility in the in the markets which you know we think we will but we have the ability to then uh, rotate the portfolio into um, some of those more infrastructure type names you know the the rail the toll roads airports probably in that order to capture some of that growth as we uh, as we start to open up our economies in a staged way. The rare analysts have done a lot of work on the likelihood of dividend cuts by portfolio companies. In, in the last podcast about a fortnight ago, you know, we, we mentioned that we absolutely expected some companies to cut, but across the portfolio as a whole, you know, we were quite confident that the portfolios would continue to deliver, you know, very attractive dividends. Um, can we to quantify this in, in any way for investors? Yeah, sure, sure. And, you know, put that in perspective, the first cut of work that we did was really around liquidity, ensuring that all of our companies had, had liquidity carry them through this crisis. Then you turn your mind to dividends, you know, where might those dividends be at, at risk? Uh, and we've analysed on a company by company basis. We've looked at not just at the guidance that that the companies have put out there, and and you know, we've been talking to the companies themselves, but also based in our modelling and and really scrubbing the numbers on a near term basis. Our view on a on a conservative look, and I really emphasise the conservatism of it. You know, our forward looking dividend yield on the on the income strategy is about five point seven percent. We think there's uh, there's around forty basis points of that that might be might be at risk. And again, that's on a that's on a conservative view. So you know, we're very confident that we will exceed that five percent income target on a look forward basis. We've also spoken a lot about high grading of the portfolios. I think it's a phrase we've used in in almost every one of these podcasts. It's essentially narrowing the range of potential cash flow outcomes within within the portfolio. Um, At the highest level, it means, as you've mentioned, utility preference over user pays assets. As a specialist in this space, what are we looking for within the utility sector? You know, when we talk about the utilities, we say they are not GDP sensitive. And that's true over medium term, but it does depend on the nature of their regulation. 
they may have year-to-year exposure to volumes, the amount of energy moving across their networks and so on. And when you get a situation like this where a lot of factories have shut down, you get industrial production coming off, you do have electricity usage, for example, coming off. Um, and as a result, you know, you look to have companies that have what we call revenue decoupling, which means that they literally get paid whether uh, the the energy is utilised on their networks or not. And, you know, a lot of the Californians have that. There's a bunch of uh, companies across the US and, and other parts of the world that have that kind of mechanism, which gives you great confidence, not just in the medium term, but in the short term, which says we know this year they will generate the cash flow, they will generate the earnings, and therefore they'll be able to pay their dividends. Um, and that's and that's very critical. So, you know, that kind of high grading gives you the greatest level of confidence in the short term as well as the medium term for the portfolio. So in terms of portfolio actions over the last fortnight or so, you know, what, what have we been doing within the portfolios themselves? So we've continued to pick up some of the utilities on that, uh, you know, revenue decoupling um, side in particular. We have trimmed some of our rail exposures uh, and some of our other infrastructure exposure, really taking advantage of the bounce that we've seen in, in markets and recognising that you know, there's potentially some more downside to come. What's been quite critical for those companies is we've seen a very broad range of expectations in the market for each of those names. And where you get a broad range, you've got a lot of risk as to where, that, where those outcomes might uh, it might come out. And as a result, we say we're, we're trying to achieve risk-adjusted returns for, for, our, uh, for our investors. We will trim some of those more risky names in the portfolio, pull in the tail, if you will, and hold that actually in cash for, uh, for a rainy day. So we are carrying elevated cash levels at the moment, and we expect to deploy that through the course of this quarter, maybe into Q3. Obviously, as a, as a benchmark, unaware investor, we do have that flexibility to move that broad positioning uh, around, as you just mentioned. What are our views on you know, when we'll make some of those movements back into the user pays assets? What are the triggers for us? Yeah, I think um, you know price movement will be important, but more than that, what is going to be critical for us is the market starting to form a view on what the future looks like. Now, we've we've formed our view, and we we think that it's going to take quite a long while to to come out of this. It's you know an extended U-shaped recovery. There are pretty big segments of the market still expecting a V-shaped recovery. We need them to capitulate. And, and as that occurs, you know, we'll have confidence to step back into these names, knowing that, you know, we'll have the market come toward us and we'll be making money on those names. And a bit of firepower, I guess, in the cash that we're holding to be able to deploy into those companies. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, Nick. If you could leave investors with one or two things to think about as they consider their portfolios, what would it be? I think what's critical at this point is there is a lot of uncertainty uh, about the future and therefore you should be looking at positions in your portfolio where you have a very high degree of certainty as to cash flows, earnings, dividend profiles. And so that is, you know, a number of those utilities in particular and those where you've got revenue decoupling mechanisms and so on. You can have a very high degree of confidence in the numbers in the short term as well as the medium term. I think the other uh, aspect that's important uh, and something that, that we're looking to manage in the portfolio is at the right time, you want to be able to get some exposure into some of the more cyclical names. There will be a bottoming process. You're going to wait for some of that market volatility to come in. You're going to wait for some of the 
you know, views of the market to kind of coalesce around a path out of this. And then you will start to see very strong earnings growth from a number of the infrastructure names. And I think you want to have exposure to those types of stocks in your portfolio as well. Thanks very much, Nick. Thanks everyone for listening to our latest podcast from Rare Infrastructure. That was Nick Langley, co-founder and senior portfolio manager across all of our active strategies. If you do have any additional questions about the infrastructure markets or today's podcast, please contact your local sales representative. Thanks very much.